Father, we thank you tonight. As we get into the word, help us. As I speak, teach. For the primary assignment of the Holy Spirit is to teach us. For the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, when he is come, he shall teach you all things and bring to your remembrance whatsoever I have taught, said unto you. Everything you had seen me do. So Holy Spirit tonight, teach us. For when you come, the teaching anointing will be our portion. So that we'll become all that you want us to be. We thank you tonight in the precious name of Jesus. Let somebody get excited and clap your hands and praise the Lord. Yeah, hallelujah. Amen. Come on, I'm so glad you are here tonight. And we are so glad that God has given us opportunity like this to share fellowship and to hear his word. Let me hear you. Amen. You know, good things are usually taken for granted, like sun, the sun rising from the east and setting in the west. Nobody wakes up and says, oh, where's the sun? And so usually the best things in your life are the things that you are likely to forget until something hits you and say, wow, today the sun is not rising and we're in trouble. Praise the Lord. So me meeting you, you meeting with me, we coming to church, we having peace on the streets, and being able to talk with electricity is a blessing. Let's appreciate God one more time. And I don't want you to take it for granted because these are precious times that we are sharing together. Amen. And God intends to bless you. That's why he has made all things equal. Ceteris paribus, which is in economics. They say all things being equal. So God has made all things equal so that you can hear his word. Right? I said right. Let's put our hands together one more time and bless the Lord. Amen. I'm glad to see you all tonight. I'm talking about if you don't have faith, you can get it. Say, if you don't have faith, you can get it. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. You can get it if you really want. But you must try. Try and try, try and try, you succeed at last. Come on, amen. This guy was not born then, hallelujah. So he doesn't even know what to play, you see. But I can see Joshua was born at the time, amen. Glory to God. So if you don't have faith, you can get it. Tell anybody, if you don't have it, you can get it. Amen. Let's go to our key scripture again tonight, which is the book of Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. So then, so then, take your Bible. I want to, I don't, I want to wait for you because you might not know where Romans is and I'm taking you for granted. I think I'm thinking maybe you know much scripture like I do, but a lot of people don't know. So I'm going to take my time. Kindly take your Bible. Go to the book of Romans. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians, and on and on and on we go. Amen. So Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, what does the Bible say? If you are there, say amen. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. So it's very simple. The thing is clearly defined. I told you last week that faith is not automatic. Faith comes. If faith can come, then faith can live. If faith can come, then faith can stay. If faith can come, then faith can be your best partner in life. 
If faith can come, then faith can change your life. Glory to God. And to me, the greatest asset of the believer is faith, which is the word of God. He said, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the words of your mother. Is that what he said? And faith by the, and cometh by the hearing of your father, by the hearing of your wife, by the hearing of your husband, by the hearing of your teacher, by the hearing of the president, by the hearing of the prime minister. But it cometh by the hearing of the word of God. So when you expose yourself to the word of God, you are opening yourself up to faith. Faith that comes from above, which is the spirit behind the work that you see. I've explained to you earlier that when you have faith, it simply means that the spirit behind the word has come upon you or has entered you. That's the whole thing. So if you read, but he said, uh, first, yes, first Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. He said, who, him, who, him, who himself bear our sins in his own body upon the tree, that we who were dead to sin may be alive unto righteousness, and by his stripes ye were healed. If you keep hearing and you keep hearing this and you keep hearing it, one day the spirit of healing will come upon you. And then all of a sudden you will begin to believe that, look, you can walk in health no matter the symptoms and the things that the enemy is showing you. Glory to God. So when the spirit behind the words come upon you, then you have faith. And so you must stay on the word till the spirit enters you. Amen. How did Mary get pregnant? The angel of the Lord came to her and said, Thou art highly favored, thou art blessed and highly favored of the Lord. You shall conceive as a child, you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall be the savior of his people. Mary asks a very interesting question. How shall these things be, knowing that I know not a man? Because the natural process for a woman to be pregnant is to be connected to a woman, right or wrong? Right or wrong? Kali, take your seat. So she said, how would I know these things? I don't know a man. I'm not married. Jesus said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. And that holy thing that shall be born of in you shall be called the Son of God. In other words, it was the spirit that backing those words that were said to Mary that brought about the conception. Are you following what I'm teaching you tonight? So anytime the spirit behind those words come upon you, then you have faith for that thing. May you have faith for something in the name of Jesus. Some of you are afraid of the night. But today, God can give you faith to overcome the night. So that no matter where you are in the night, you will not be afraid anymore. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Last week, I also shared with you how faith can bring you healing. We looked at the woman with the issue of blood. We looked at the cripple who was crippled from the mother's womb. And he this person received healing whilst Paul was preaching. Immediately, Paul said he had faith to receive. And he shouted, get up on your feet and be healed. And the gentleman got up who had never walked and the person was healed. Let me hear your amen. We also looked at how uh, God sent his preacher man, Jonah, to go to Nineveh. And through the preacher, salvation came to the city of Nineveh because God anointed a man. He said, how can they preach except they be sent? So anytime somebody's preaching... 
and that word he's preaching is the good news and it, it brings glad tidings of good things. That person is saying, let me hear you, amen. So as I'm preaching to you, I'm saying, glory to God. Yeah, I'm, I'm bringing you glad tidings of good things and I'm preaching the good news to you. So anybody who stands in that stead, that person has been said to be a blessing to you. Glory to God. So we also looked at, uh, so we looked at uh, Jonah, how that he was delivered. He delivered the city of Nineveh. There was another lady who I didn't talk about. I just, that's not my preaching tonight. I just want to touch on her so that we can move on. Glory to God. And she was called Rahab. She was a prostitute and she used to live on the walls of Jericho. Now, when the children of Israel, led by Joshua, they were about to take the city of Jericho, this woman saw them and kept them and hid them. And she had an inheritance among the children of Israel because she made a covenant with them. He said, because I saved you from the wrath of the king of Jericho and his army, I want you to make a covenant with me that when you take the city, you will preserve me, my house, my mom, and my my sisters, my brothers, and my family. And they made a decision and they protected her. This lady became, came into the genealogy of Jesus Christ. It's amazing. That's why when I say that with faith, all things are possible. If you believe, good things will happen to you. Oh, glory to God. Look at what she said. I just want to read to you what she said. For we have heard, this is her speaking. This is Rahab speaking. He said, for we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. Verse 11. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. As soon as we had what? As soon as we had what? So when they heard that, hey, the children of Israel, they are deadly. When they come to your city, you are finished. When they heard of the exploits that the children of Israel had done against the Amorites, Sihon and Og, they feared them. So their fear had even gone ahead of the children of Israel. A lot of you here, your fear has gone ahead of your enemies. But the problem is that you don't know and so you are walking in fear. But anytime you will be bold enough to take a step, you will realize that they have been succumbed a long time ago. May you take some steps in the name of Jesus. The place you are afraid to go, thinking that they may not accept you. They have accepted you a long time. You are afraid they will reject you. They have accepted you a long time because they have heard of you and your God. And as you go into that space, you realize that they are making room for you. When are you going to step out? I charge you tonight. May you step out in Jesus' name. I say, may you step out in Jesus' name. Some of the things God has already delivered to you, you just need to go get it. That's it. So whilst the children of Israel were coming out of Egypt and they were afraid of their enemies, their enemies were like wax that was melted already. So by the time these two spies got to Jericho and heard, and heard this, this woman had heard the whole Jericho. They had heard of the terror of the God of the Israelites. So they were already defeated. We have the victory. Somebody say amen. So she said, and as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither there were did there remain any more courage in any man because of you? For the Lord your God, he is God heaven above and in earth beneath. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So they had already had the victory, but they weren't confident. 
Even when he sent them to the land of uh, uh, the promised land, Canaan, with the, the 12 spies to go spy out the land, their enemies, the giant, they had already melted. But when they came back because of the things they saw, they brought an evil report. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Whatever God tells you, believe it. This is the essence of faith. Let me hear your amen. So this woman had salvation by what she heard. Glory to God. So anytime you hear the word of God, what is available to you is salvation. Maybe you have an addiction in your life and you don't know how to deal with it. But when the word of God concerning addiction and how you can deal with it, when it comes into your heart, all of a sudden that addiction is broken forever. Salvation has come to you in that area. Let me hear your amen. So anytime we expose ourselves to the word of God, things are happening. Things are happening. Jesus cast out demons with his words. So anytime Jesus was speaking, the word and the power behind those words were confronting demons. And the demons were walking out of the people without, with the people without even knowing this. The demons were walking out of these people and the people didn't even know. So the heat here is too much. Just get up and leave. So anytime you expose your, your life or yourself to the word of God, deliverance happens. Somebody say amen. So we see how Rahab got delivered by hearing the word. So now may God help you in Jesus' name. So tonight I want to move on to another thing. Bible said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so the focus has been on the word and the hearing. Today I want to talk to you about the hearer. Say the hearing and the hearer. Not much is said about the hearer. It's all said about the hearing. But you see, faith is also likened in the Bible to seed sowing. So one of the metaphors that the Bible uses to describe faith is sowing of seeds or planting or agriculture. And so now I want to explain to you if we use that metaphor of sowing seed and how it relates to your faith. Because at the end of the day, your faith should bear fruits. Anything you are not bearing fruits in, you don't have faith for that thing. Let me repeat it. Anything you are not bearing fruits in, you don't have faith for it. But anything you are bearing fruits in, it means that you have faith for that thing. Let me hear you, amen. amen. Glory to God. That means you have faith for that thing. Now, whoa. You have faith for that thing. Now, I, I realize that God's end game is to make you into a tree. That produces fruits. God's plan for you is that you become a tree that produces fruits. Not you plucking fruits from a tree. God's plan is to make you a fruitful tree. And not a person who is going about plucking fruits. Now, why am I, going, am I saying I'm going to explain to you in a very short time. That. God wants you to be like a tree because the end of faith is to plant you as a tree that you don't go looking for fruits, but you are the one generating the fruits. And when Jesus uses the metaphor of sowing fruits, the idea is that when faith comes, faith must stay 
And faith must make you a fruitful person. Let me give you an example. Last week I talked about the crippled man who had healing in the book of Acts chapter 14. Now, to walk in health is a higher dimension of faith than for you to be healed. So, if you are bearing fruits in health, you will not be sick. But you can receive the fruit of healing every now and then, but you can go back sick. There are people who have received healing after a year, two, three, they get sick again with that same disease. I was asthmatic. As a young child, my mom never thought I would survive and make it. I remember many nights how I was carried in ambulance to Kolibu, and they would put oxygen on me. I was prayed for and I got healed after about, this is 1984, 1992, about after six years, eight years, that same attack came. But this time when it came, I had become a fruitful tree, so it could not stay. So if I was empty, garnished, and swept, like it said in the book of Matthew chapter 12, verse 43, concerning dealings with demonic spirits, that sickness would have come and taken space, and it would have returned with seven more wicked spirits. Are you listening to me tonight? So by the time that sickness came back, I had become a tree that is bearing fruits. So the sickness could not stay. So what happened to me is that I received the gift of healing, but I didn't stay there. But as I read the word, and in fact, that night when I had an attack, happily for me, or by God's grace, I was watching Benny Hinn on, on video. I had gone to this gentleman's room and he was playing a video and then he was talking about healing. So while the message was going on and I had this attack back, like it used to be eight years ago, and I heard the man preach that Jesus take it, take, has taken all our sickness and given us health, I just got up and said, to hell with you, Satan. I am not going to take Fanor. I'm not going to take Ventolin. I am not going to take any of those asthmatic pills. I'm going to sleep. I went to sleep, woke up, and that was the end. The sickness never came back again. So what, what I'm teaching you is that God wants you to become a fruitful tree that produces fruits instead of you going to pluck healing fruits, pluck blessing fruits. God wants you to make you a blessed man that generates wealth all the days of your life. That is the end game of faith. That is why Jesus uses the metaphor of the seed sown. So now let's go to Mark chapter 4. I'm going to explain to you what I mean. Mark chapter 4. Jesus began to speak a parable unto the disciples. He said, hearken. Mark chapter 4 and verse 3. Hearken. Behold, a sower went out or sower went forth to sow. And it came, verse 4, and it came to pass that as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and the birds of the air devoured it up, or the birds of the air, they came, took the seed that was sown, and destroyed it. The next verse, he said, and some fell among stony grounds, some fell among stony, which had 
no earth or didn't have much earth. And it sprinkled forth immediately because it had not depth of earth. Then the next verse he says, but when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no roots, it withered away. Then the next verse, he said, And some others fell into thorny grounds, and the thorns grew and choked the word, and they bore no fruits. Are you following me? And then he said, And some fell on good grounds, and it yielded much fruits. Some fell on good ground, and it yielded much fruit and increase and brought forth some 30 fold, some 60 fold, some 100 fold. Now, this is so after Jesus has said these things, the disciples came to him and asked him, Master, Master, what are you saying? Jesus said something very interesting in verse 13. He said, Know ye not, the, he said unto him, Know ye not this parable? How can ye know all parables? So this parable is the mother of all parables. So if we read further, Jesus begins to explain to them what he meant by the parables. He said to you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom. But to them that are without, all things are spoken in parables. Verse 11. Are you here tonight? All other things are spoken. That means that, they, they, you know, you are blessed. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. You know. Look, there are some people when I meet and I try to preach to them, they just can't understand the gospel. Have you met anybody like that? You realize that this man is far. No matter how you try, he just can't grasp it. Listen, you are very blessed. For you to hear the word and understand, God has caused you to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Then Jesus said, the reason why he speaks in parables is so that in hearing, in seeing, they will see, but they will not perceive. In hearing, they will hear and not understand. Lest they be co converted and their sins be forgiven them. What? Can you believe it? That means that for you that your sins are forgiven, God unveiled the mystery of the kingdom to you. My God. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Having mercy on me and causing me to understand eternal life, salvation, faith, uh, forgiveness, righteousness. It is God who causes you to understand the mysteries. But a lot of people, they can't understand. So listen, don't take it for granted that you're able to understand the mysteries of the kingdom. Glory to God. So Jesus told that the disciples came to him and said, Master, what were you talking about? Now listen, verse 13. This is verse 14, verse 14. Listen to what Jesus said. He said, the sower soweth the word. Say the sower soweth the word. The sower did what? So all the parable that Jesus was explaining to them that happened. Behold, a sower went to sow. What he is saying is that the word, the seed that the sower was sowing was the word of God. And the word of God is sown through faith cometh by and hearing by the word of God. So when he said that so I went to so, he was telling us about four categories of hearers. Say hearers. 
I've been talking about the word. I'm, I'm talking about the hearer. We have been listening to the hearing tonight. I want to talk about the hearer. Say the hearer. So he begins to categorize to us four kinds of hearers. Four kinds. And I'm sure a lot of us will go through these four stages. Because we don't get to fruitfulness without plain truancy. Oh, they didn't hear amen. It's not as if when you came to church, you started believing everything. Some of the things you believe, some of the things you are struggling with. If you are not struggling with it, I would have seen fruits a long time ago. So Jesus began to explain to them what he meant by the sower. The sower soweth the word. So he says the first one. He said, the, the roadside land is those who hear. Come on, say here. He said they hear the word in their heart. Oh. That means that even if you are here with your ear, you are not even in a wayside land. God have mercy on us. So the one who is the wayside land, he heard the word and believed it in his heart momentarily. So the person came to church. The word was preached to them. They heard the word. But by the time they got to the gate, they had forgotten. Satan had snatched the word out of their heart, not their head. So anytime you hear the word and it keeps in your head, you have not even started wayside land. Oh, hallelujah. You believe, but when you got outside, you had already forgotten. Bible says that you are dealing with an enemy. Huh. Oh, no. He can't receive this word. The poverty in their family is generational. So, you hear a word on prosperity, how God can change your life. Say, I'm going to practice this word. And as soon as you leave these gates, when you forget to do it momentarily, the birds of the air, they come to take the word away. Amen. What did pastor preach? He preached powerfully. I tell you, the fire service was on fire. So what are you going to do about it? Nothing. Well, I just had a good time. I had goosebumps all over my body. But the seed that was sown, you've forgotten. Because the enemy has taken it already. So some people, they come to church, they forget the word. You are dealing with a thief. A fowler. Satan himself. He has come to steal the word. Because the end game is that when the word comes, it makes you into a fruitful tree. I'm going to explain to you what a fruit tree is. Somebody say amen. So that's the first stage. These are the first category. Of the next people is those who had the word. He began to explain all these parables. He said, the, the persecution arose and affliction arose because of the word that was spoken to them. My God. Maybe they told you that in three weeks you are going to marry. And you receive the prophecy you with your two legs and your two hands. Or you were going to, you were going to get promotion in your office. And that same week, you got to the office and you, you saw a letter on your table. And you said, Lord, the prophecy has come to pass. You opened the letter. Miss Quay, you are fired from this company. You just had a word that you're going to be promoted in the office. And here is your letter of what? Sack. So Bible said, they receive the word momentarily. They get excited. They begin to grow. But when the sun, the heat the pressure, the troubles of life begin to hit them. They forget the word. They get offended because of the word. Ah! How? How 
how can God disappoint me like that? I just had a prophecy that this week I'm going to be promoted. Look, 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 look at this letter. What is this? I'm not going to church again. It's over with me and church. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So offense is as a result of the lack of love in your life. He said you have no roots. But Bible tells us to be rooted in love. So the antidote against offense is love. Let me hear you. Amen. He said, great are those who love thy law. They shall not be offended. So when you love God and you love his word, when a persecution or affliction arises because of a situation, because of a prophecy, because of a word that came into your life, you are being tried and tested with that word. That is not a time to quit. When you quit, Bible says you are stony ground. You don't have much earth. You don't have much death. And so you come to church, you're on fire three weeks. Small problem. You stop church. You move from this area, you go to another area. You move with the church. Why are you not coming to church? I'm no more in the area. You lack depth. You got a new job, so you can't come to church. You lack depth. You got a new fiancé. I'm coming, I'm coming home now, you see. You got a new fiancé. Fiance. So now, no, you stop coming to church. You receive the word momentarily. You were excited. But you know, when good things happen to you, it begins to affect other things. Are you hearing me tonight? Let me hear your amen. amen. So every word that comes into your life, it will be tried. And when you pass it, you are not a stony ground. Glory to God. Then he begins to explain the third category of hearers. All these who are hearers. Hello? The seed is the word. You sow the word in the heart of people. How? By? When you hear and you believe, the word gets into your heart. But you need to continue the rain. When you continue the rain, then you are moving great so that you become fruitful. Let me hear you. Amen. So the person who had the word, he, she heard it in her heart. But it was stolen. Genuinely, she really meant the word she heard and purpose that she was going to do the word. But she forgot. Satan stole the word. I mean, if you forget the word, you are dealing with the thief. Glory to God. As for the stony ground, it was because of persecution. She heard the word. She didn't forget the word. It's just that circumstances and situation forced her, you know, Charlie, I can't survive anymore. I don't have money for transport to church. The time, the traffic, you are, you are not deep enough. So we talked about the, 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 the say the thorny ground. Help me, say the thorny ground. He said, that one, three things. It's not as if they don't have death. They have enough earth. Satan couldn't steal their word from their heart. But for them, it says the curse. Say the curse. Not C-U-R-S-E. It's C-A-R-S-E-S. The curse of this world. My wife, my husband, my work, my children, my house, my car, my leg, my ear, my shoe, my visa, my travel. The curse of this world. My money in the morning. My money in the afternoon. My bank account. My ATM. My momo. Bible says those things, they can choke the word. You see, you have death of soil. 
the world is there. But you see, what is happening is that you are competing with the cares of this world that wants to choke the word. When it chokes the word, it's like no more oxygen. That is the only reason why you are not bearing fruits. Come on, let me hear you. Amen. Charlie, to bear fruit is not easy. You have to pass all these categories. Not only the curse of this word, he said the deceitfulness of sin. Sorry, deceitfulness of riches. Charlie, the deceitfulness of riches. It has a way of choking the word. It's like you are growing, you know, crabology. When crabs are trying to get out of, come back here, you're not going anywhere. We all stay here together. It's the curse, the deceitfulness of riches, and the last for other things. Anything you see you want. You are never happy with what you have. The last of the eyes, the pride of life, and the what? Last of the flesh. These three things, they have a way of choking the word. Any woman you see, you like. Every woman you see, you want to admire. You have a big problem. Hallelujah. You can never be a fruitful man and a, a, and a faithful man to one woman. Because, you see, you, you last other things. Yeah. The place is getting quiet. I said, you last for other things. Bible says that when you are that kind of person, the word is choked. It's like it's growing all short. Chock a block. And then that's it. That's the end of it. Then he talked about the fourth category of people. He said, and some fell on good ground. Now, then he said, and they yielded much fruit and increased. Some, 34, some, 64, some, 104. He said, it bore fruits. Come on, say fruits. Let me hear you out. Say fruits. So when you hear the word and you believe it and then you act on it or you overcome forgetfulness, you overcome offense, you overcome the curse of this life, the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust for other things, these are the things that will compete with the word either to steal it, either to get you offended or to choke it. As soon as you are able to overcome these three things, you will become fruitful. It's automatic. For example, you earn 100 Ghana cities at your workplace. God says, pay tithe 10%. Hello. Hello. Then that same week, as soon as you got your salary, you've purposed. Ah, I'm going to. So if you were roadside lamb, as soon as you got your money, you forgot. <laughs> You've forgotten that you, you, you said you were going to honor God with your tithe and with your offerings. Hallelujah. Are you seeing what I'm teaching you? So you wanted to be fruitful when it comes to blessings, God's financial blessing and plan. But as soon as you got the money, you were carried away by your desires and you forgot. That means that you, the Satan has taken the word away from you completely. Then, the second category of person, the, 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 the person without death. You came to church and pastor said something concerning finances. You got offended. I said, ah, I won't even pay my debt again. What for what? I brought myself. I choose what to do with my money. You are offended because that word is being tried in your life. And then the next category of people is that you, your money is 1000 and your budget for the month is 10000 So you have to buy a new shoe. 
You have to take your children to hospital. It's curse. It's genuine curse. Somebody say amen. Are you following what I'm teaching you tonight? So these are genuine concerns and cares that you have, that you must do. When you refuse to honor God with the tithe, the word is choked. And then you can't bear fruit anymore. So God said, I'll open to you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing because of you have so many cares and so many family members to take care of. You decide to add the tithe to take care of the people. The word has been choked by the curse in your life. May you overcome in Jesus' name. So when you are able to overcome all that and honor God, Bible says you become a fruitful ground. And you don't start with 100%, you start 30. And as you continue, you go to 60. And as you perfect it, you become a 100% fruit bearer. Glory to God. Amen. So, the scripture said, and some fell on good ground and it, bear, it yielded up fruits and it increased and it became 30. So, this is the metaphor. As soon as you hear God's word and you believe and you act on it, you look like a tree that is bearing fruits. Clap your hands if you understand what I said. Are you following what I'm teaching you tonight? But aside, you see, the problem is not the choking of the word, Satan stealing the word. That one, it happens to everybody. So what makes other people become fruitful? That is what I want to deal with tonight. What must I do to become fruitful? Because when you hear God's word and you obey it and you do it, Bible calls you a fruitful ground. And then you will bear fruit 30, you will bear fruit 60, and then you bear fruit 100%. That means that any word of God you believe, you don't go to 100% immediately. You will grow in it. Amen. That's why everybody can have faith. Let me hear your amen. amen. So don't look at faith superstars and condemn yourself. They all started small. They were believing God for 10 cities. And then they believe God for 100 cities. And then they believe God for 1,000 cities. And then they believe God for 100,000. And then they believe God for 1 million. Are you seeing what I'm saying to you? So it was 30. It went to 60 and it went to 100. But how do I become a fruitful field? Because for these conditions, they ever exist. So how long am I going to be a tony soil or, or a stony ground or a wayside ground? There must be a secret that will cause me to be fruitful. I said there must be a secret. That will cause me to be fruitful and catapult me from level one to level four because we must bear fruit. Glory to Jesus. The secret is in the book of Psalm chapter one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And then Joshua chapter one and verse eight. That's my message tonight. Listen, in Psalm chapter one, the reference there is also made of a tree. It also talks about fruitfulness, bearing fruits. So what does he say? Blessed is the man, Psalm 1 verse 1, who walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. When we saw a scornful person, somebody who despised pastors. One day, a lady, I met a, a lady's fiance. And the Lord told me, this guy, he insults pastors. But when he saw me, oh, pastor, oh, oh, pastor. But the Lord said, this guy, he sits and he can curse pastors, insult pastors. Later, I told the person, this is your guy. 
He insults pastors. Blah, 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 blah. He said, oh, pastor, it is very true. Then why are you going after such a person? That's just my way. Let me hear amen. So, blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the world, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But, come on, say but. Now, I'm showing you how you can bear fruit. And this is the minimum thing you must do. And if you do it, you become a good ground. No matter the curse of this life, no matter the stony ground, no matter the wayside troubles, you can become a fruitful ground. But his delight, come on, say delight, is in the law of the Lord, which is the same as the word of God. So, one, your delight. But delight is not enough because we all love the word. How many of you love the word? Have you love God? Let me see your hand. You love God. You do. You love God's word. Do, don't you? We all love God. We love God's word. So the delight is not a problem. His delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law. Does he? Thank you. How many times? Again. The day and the night. This is the secret to becoming a fruitful ground. Ha. Huh. Glory to God. He meditates in the law of the Lord day and night. Now, he shall like uh, that beareth its fruit in its. Mm -hmm. is, is that right? Huh? Am I, are you with me or you left me alone? It shall be like a tree. So anytime you meditate in the word, morning, evening, this is the least you can do. That's a starter point. So you realize that a lot of us, we have not even started. Woo! Hallelujah. His delight is in the law of the law, which is the word of God. And in his law, does he meditate day and now, when you do the day and the night, you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of waters that beareth its fruit in it. And whatsoever he doeth shall, but the ungodly are not so, for the are shall before the wind. Wherefore, the ungodly shall not stand in mind. Okay. Look, look at me, everybody. It said, those that fell on good ground, they bore fruits, they yielded fruits, and they increased. Come on, let me hear you say amen. amen. Now, there's nothing that can bear fruits and increase except that thing is a tree. When you go and pluck a tree, the, tree that, the fruit doesn't grow and increase in your hand, does it? Come on, church. It cannot. So when you come to church and you get healing, you get the blessing here, you get deliverance here, it's like you are plucking through, but that is the beginning. God wants to make you into a tree that produces fruits so that forever you will be abounding in fruits, whether dry season, wet season, cold season, winter season. This is God's plan for your life. Let me hear your amen. He shall be like a tree that bears fruit in its season. So, sowing does not equally mean reaping immediately. Are you seeing it? Huh. This is the secret. The Lord said, if I can get you to meditate in the morning or read the scripture in the morning and read the scripture at night, you will prosper. Oh, Pastor, but I don't know what to read. Just read. 
morning and evening. Do you know why? Day unto day uttered speech, night unto night she went knowledge. Now, this is Psalm 90 verse 2. You work in the day. That's uttering speech, talking, working. In the night season, it's a time for revelation. So when you just read the word and you focus your mind on scripture, instead of kunkumbagia or stuff on your phone before you sleep, God will commit himself to reveal things to you at night. He said, day unto day, uttered speech, night unto night, shows revelation. So before you leave the house, you read the word, which word? I don't know. Just read. We, we, we. <laughs> Let me hear him. Do you know how the phone works? Do you know how your phone works? Answer my question. When you press call, do you know what happens to your phone? But you press it. Don't you press? And you expect to receive a call, right or wrong? So what makes you think that if you just read the scriptures, God hasn't got power to change your life? Let's obey God. Just obey the word of God. The rest God is able to do. You just focus your beautiful face in the word before you sleep. When you do day and night, Bible is saying that you become a tree that bears fruit just like the good ground that bore fruit 30, 60, and 100 fold. My God. This is the secret to prosperity. This is how to make faith come. Hearing, we say hearing, hearing, hearing. But when you do at least morning and evening, you have committed God to show up in your life. Now, look at Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night and observe to do according all that is written therein. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy but thou shalt what? How many times? Anything you are not doing twice in a day, you are not serious. If you are a chorister, you don't rehearse in the morning and evening, you are not serious. If you are a pastor, you don't study the word in the morning, you study the, you are joking. Even prayer. Luke 18. How much more shall the Lord avenge those that call on him day and night? May we get the secret of day and night in Jesus' name. God says that if you can do this thing consistently for a year, for the rest of your life, you will be like a tree. My God. That means that God is able to change you completely if you will just obey this principle. This is my message for you this morning, this evening. I finished my preaching. This is it. Now, if you hear and you do, God is committed to making you blessed. You become like a tree by the rivers of water. That means that you will always be fresh. <laughs> are, are you getting what I'm saying? Oh, I want some bare revelation. You don't need any bare. Just read the Bible. I said, read the Bible. If God can, if you can commit God to taking your Bible, the Holy Spirit will be even begin to direct you where to read. I heard, I heard the prince say that when they, when they read, they, he meditates the word of God with the wife. And the, the scripture they do, they'll read in the day. 
It's exactly the events that will happen in the day. Can you believe it? Where they ought to be, how things will pan out, it will just be a reflection of what they read that morning. Maybe a verse, maybe two verses, maybe three verses. But the issue is the consistency and your ability to continue. The people who fell by the wayside, the stony ground, the thorns, they were reading, but they are not consistent. Do you know why they were offended? Because they stopped doing it day and night. Do you know why this guy was choked? Because he was not reading the Bible day and night. When you go to work, the troubles you had, you use the word that evening to flush it out. Every challenge that you've had in the day, when you come, you, you are discouraged, you are tired. When you take the Bible, God has a way of refreshing you. Because there's a spirit behind every word. Are you hearing me tonight? So this is how to continue to stay on cue until you become a fruitful land. And my joy is to see you multiply from 30, 60 to 100. You must leave the wayside land. You must not be a wayside land. You must not be a stony ground. Neither should you be a stony ground. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Stand on your feet. Verse 20, and these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word. Such as what? So, how do you become a good ground? By hearing, right? Such as hear the word and receive it. How do you receive it? By mixing it with faith. By going to do what you heard. So it's not how long you stay in church or how many messages you have heard. It's what you have done with what you have heard if you have received it. If you have received the word, that means you are working in that word. And when you begin to work in that word, Bible says you'll be fruitful. I said you'll be fruitful. The word of God cannot be broken. God cannot lie. And so whatever he says, he's able to do. So when you hear it, and you receive it. You will bring forth fruit 30 fold, 60 fold, and 100 fold. That means there are some people, they are so blessed. It's like their life is 100% productivity. And it's not as if they are going to pluck trees. So they themselves, everywhere they go, they have anointing to generate everything they need. That's what God wants to make you. Somebody say amen. You are looking for fruits, but God wants to make you a tree. And not only a tree, a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. The rivers of water is the meditation in the word of God. Something is breaking over your life. If you, if you make a decision that every day you read the Bible in the morning, even if one verse, very soon you go to two verses, you realize that, just like how you do, excuse me, you don't know how your phone works. You begin to change and the word of God become, will begin to manifest fruits in your life. Hallelujah. This is the secret. Lift your voice and begin to pray. Talk to God. Talk to God.